Well, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good whatever. What's going on out there, listeners? Welcome to Culture Lust, the podcast where, for some strange reason, we keep putting ourselves through torture and watching random movies on Netflix and reviewing them. Uh, <laughs> this episode, we were given Helen Back, which is an animated film from 2015. Clay, claymation, I should specify, actually. The synopsis is Remy, Augie, and Kurt have been best friends since birth. When they jokingly take a blood oath and break it, Kurt is dragged to hell to be sacrificed. These guys must risk everything to save their friend from a slew of misfit demons, Greek legends, and the devil himself. Are they prepared? No, absolutely not. Um, it sounds like a quirky comedy, and it kind of was. But there's, there's a lot more there that we're going to discuss. Um, I'm joined today with my buddy Scott. Hey, what's going on, guys? And his brother, Chris. What's up? And we're going to have a good time. Um, Chris, you want to go ahead and start out on this one? Oh, for sure. So when we first picked this movie, when it first came up on the randomizer, I was actually kind of excited because this is a movie that I had seen as I'm browsing Netflix before, and the cast alone got me really hyped for this movie. I totally it, I like a lot of the actors and actresses that were connected to this movie. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Nick Swardson, who is the lead. Bob Odenkirk, amazingly enough, is, is a guy that I really enjoy his work. T.J. Miller. I mean, Rob Riggle. Come on. Danny McBride. Susan Sarandon. H. John Benjamin. This movie is loaded in terms of like its cast and being just a very talented group of comedic actors and actresses. So suffice to say, my expectations were pretty high and they were quickly dashed within about five minutes. I immediately hated life and seriously started questioning some of my life choices. Yes. Especially uh, doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I immediately question why I do this. Well, what is the meaning of life? That's that's the question that came into your head. Exactly. I was like, do I yeah. really want to do this podcast anymore? No. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. What about what about you, Scott? What what's your uh, initial impressions and everything? So I, I'd have to echo what Chris said about the, the cast. Uh I didn't really look at the cast until after watching the movie but as i was watching the movie you know like like dima came on and i was like hey that's mila kunis um you know danny mcbride pops out and i'm like holy shit wow and then uh you know the tree who was uh the archer the the what's his name john benjamin h, h. John, benjamin. h. john benjamin yeah yeah bob's burgers. I, he, don't forget bob yeah, and bob's burgers okay yeah we can't forget bob's burgers all great shows all great talents you know, and they would come on screen and they would say something. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's so-and-so. But the entire movie was, I don't I'd have to say it was very cringy. It was very cringy and full of idiotic puns. Not idiotic necessarily, uh, immature puns. Uh, as, as, I, as I was watching this film, I was thinking, you know, if I was 10 years old and I was having a sleepover with my friends, and I got my hands on this movie, this would be the greatest shit since sliced bread. It would be amazing. But I'm 38 years old, and I was not entertained one iota. It was just bad. 
Right. And, you know, I had mentioned last week that this reminded me of a film that I'd watched years ago called Low, which kind of had a similar story. You know, someone gets dragged to hell, someone has to save them. And of course, it's, a you know, ancient Greek myth and stuff. Um, so, I, yeah, I had somewhat high hopes, I guess you could say, for this movie. Um, I guess emphasis on high given the cast that's uh <laughs> taking part <laughs> yeah. in this film <laughs> um and yeah so i you know i was open-minded and i was looking forward to it and you know this is our first animated film so and i was yeah i had high expectations and yeah I, it wasn't for the first five minutes for me because i definitely enjoyed the humor i'm not a big fan of claymation but the the initial like 15 20 minutes the setup was funny it was entertaining i was i was laughing here and there you know um but yeah it's just kind of it's like the brakes broke on your bike and you're just careening downhill <laughs> perfect analogy there's just a giant brick wall down there and there's nothing perfect analogy See, yes for me it was the first 15 minutes of the movie that i thought were the worst really really I hated the scene at the very beginning when, what's his name? When Remy was talking to the manager, mm-hmm. who was voiced by Brian Posehn, who I love Brian Posehn, by the way, and I love Nick Swartzen. And everything that was said, it just turned out, you know what you are? You're this blah, 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 and you do this, and you do that, and you do that, and you do that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? People don't right. talk like that. That's, that's well, not a thing. Let's 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 address what little bit of stuff that we did enjoy before we start ripping this one. All right, all right. Yeah, we'll get that out of the way. That you did enjoy, Chris. Oh, right off the bat, the fir- the the one thing that still stuck with me that through the whole thing, I loved the welcome to hell bits. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were fantastic. Where the, the guys great. at the 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 lost soul is at the Taco Bell Pizza Hut counter, and he's like, uh, "I want a pepperoni pizza," and he's like, "Ah." We don't serve pizza. Well, your your sign says Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. I know, but we only have tacos. Welcome to hell. Well, yeah, welcome to hell. He's like, <laughs> you know? well, how about a, how about an extra cheese pizza? Uh, you can have a chalupa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then at the very end, the end credits. I love that when he was like, "Here, let me press this button to make the escalator work." Oh, that would be lovely. Oh, it doesn't work. You have to walk up the stair. You have to walk up the escalator. And he's like, oh, wow. Is it like a million miles high? Or, uh, no, it's it's just one story. But you, you you still have to walk it. Okay. Well, this is slightly unpleasant. Welcome to hell. Yeah, I almost got the sense of like hell was just kind of down and out you know it was like a, a business that was no longer in style yeah. and they're <laughs> they're on their last leg so they're like yes. trying to come up with new shit <laughs> they're in their yeah. boardroom meeting yeah talking about that and then that dude throws out the the racial slur <laughs> yeah hey you can't say that he's like Wait, yeah i can i can say that here. <laughs> yeah this is the one place where we can say that exactly <laughs> see see that stuff i like that stuff yeah. i did like the hell is just a really shitty overmanaged, outdated business kind yeah. of a feel i really enjoyed but you know and i agree i think i think most most of the humor not all of the humor but most of the humor was pretty good you know the the quirky little skits with the the hell employees uh, some of the jokes were fantastic. I really like the uh, when he's arguing with the manager, 
about um he he makes a comment he's like oh did you get hit in the head with too many leather dildos at the uh at the, at the metal concert or whatever <laughs> at the judas priest concert that's what it was yeah and oh, uh <laughs> and it would be an honor to get by judas priest yeah and he's like you know nothing about dicks and you know nothing about rock and roll man <laughs> <laughs> like, that one had me cracking up pretty pretty good <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, I I didn't know this was going to be such an adult oriented uh, uh, production, but that's it. It right off the bat, I learned immediately, and it was funny because I was watching with my wife, and she goes, "This is uh, this is not a movie for kids." <laughs> and, and I go, "Yeah, probably not." And then we're watching for a little bit longer, and uh, he goes to the the uh, psychic lady, and. She goes, basically, you're like, starts talking about how he's he's forcibly having sex with his own hand. And she goes, basically, yeah. you're raping your own hand. That's why no one loves you. And she, I kind of chuckled at that. And, and, and my wife goes, yep, definitely not. Not a well, kid. I mean, it's rated R for pervasive, strong, crude, and sexual content, language, and some drug use. So I hope it's not for kids. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I don't look at that stuff. I try to go into yeah. these. Oh, I did after the fact. But yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Of yeah. course. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, the humor was there for most of it, but it definitely fell short on some others. Um, I didn't really have any standout scenes though for this movie. You know, usually there's something that stands out to me, but on this one, I, there wasn't anything memorable. You know, the the majority of the movie is pretty much unforgettable. Um, I did enjoy the uh, when the when the angel comes down and she's rescuing everybody from hell, and <laughs> the freaking devil's got his t-shirt cannon. <laughs> he just oh, like God. creams her right between the eyes. <laughs> Like that, that part was pretty hilarious to me. After she used her angelic pole. Yeah, yeah, pole. yeah. Her angelic stripper pole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so I gotta ask, right off the bat, are you uh, are you team Barb or team Dima? Dima. Dima for sure. Yeah. Wow, y'all going to hell. That's fine. I'm going with you. But. I've seen how the place is managed. All yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. It seems like it's, it's okay. mildly inconvenient. Yeah. 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 I think it was uh, the the main story itself was very boring. It was all the uh, the the extra kind of outskirtsy like Family Guy like part where you know how family guy where he's like he'll say something and then you'll get some like an image of something going in his head and it's really has nothing to do with what's going on in the show but it's just funny right, it was right, right. yeah i enjoyed it along those lines because just like this this stuff with with hell you know and the random crap like the i i hate i hate to admit it but i laughed a little bit when orpheus was talking about the tree rape stuff uh it's just so <laughs> off the wall so off the wall and ridiculous and then they went with the tree sharpening its arm yeah and the one fat kid tied down and so it was little stuff like that that i kind of picked up on that was funny but the main story itself was eh, like you said it was really unforgettable it's like i hated the three main characters are, are, are we on to stuff that we didn't like now sure yeah we might as well jump <laughs> in um all right because yeah I mean, there's nothing really much to, to be said about the good stuff. The the soundtrack yep. was okay. 
That was about it. Well, I, I will add one more thing just to, to kind of thicken up the, the stuff that we, we, we didn't hate about the movie. I kind of enjoy the hell isn't so bad kind of trope. Like yeah. I'm one of, I think, four people on the planet that actually enjoyed watching the movie Little Nicky. Oh, God, what is wrong with you? Uh, have you met our mother? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Carry on, sir. Wow. Carry on. <laughs> Uh, but uh but no it's it's just it's a i th i find it a funny sort of contradictory trope you know we're we're brought up in society to think you know hell is a bad place you never want to go there it's horrible it's awful and it sounds awful and everything that i've ever heard or read or seen and then you get these random movies every so often that show hell as being sort of like just yeah you know they're just regular people you know, they hate their fucking job. They hate their, their boss. They, they're micromanaged. They're using outdated equipment. They're, you know, I mean, I, I kind of like that trope. It's, it, it appeals to me in some strange reason. I could, I could, uh, I could see that. Uh, the, the, two, the two guys that were throwing people into the lake of fire. <laughs> they're they were talking about yo yoga with hot chicks. And yes. They, you know, they're just kind of hanging out and, they see those dudes and the the tall guy goes what 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 kind of bullshit is this what are you guys doing here you know it's just, <laughs> yeah just, exactly yeah they apply like this normal personality to something that's supposed to be horrendous and totally evil yeah right, they, they right. normalize it you know yeah. and make it relatable, make it relatable. because mm. anything can be your personal hell you know if you're working a nine to five in a cubicle you know, I'm sure the characters in hell there would represent various coworkers across everyone's workspace. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think yeah. we've all encountered most of the coworker and boss tropes in this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. It's, it's I like those alternate spins on things for sure, just because it's you know it's something different and it's fun. It's not your normal cliche. Um, but that's. You know, I know it sounds like we're talking up this movie, but <laughs> yeah, freaking, get, man, prepare your bodies. Prepare your <laughs> yeah, bodies. the the, the, the bad stuff. It's just it's so glaring that it just punches you right in the face. I can't even say it comes out of nowhere. It just straight up punches you right in the nose. And while no. you're bleeding, and you're like, "Why'd you hit me?" It's just like, "Hey, I'm gonna kick you in the nuts now. What's up?" <laughs> yeah, it was. So the reason why the first 15 minutes, like we were we were talking about, uh, James, you and I, was good, is because for me anyway, the the jokes were there and they were pretty off the wall and they were funny, mm -hmm. but they kept going. You know, an hour into it, like joke uh, penis joke number 412 is just not funny anymore. It's just cringy and awkward. Yeah, after after about 15, 20 minutes, basically act one, um, I realized that all this movie is doing is rolling from punchline to punchline, and there's filler material. And that's yes. all it was, was just one punchline after the other, no connection amongst them. There might be some throwbacks to the beginning of the movie with a joke towards the end, but it's just one punchline after the other, and that just gets stale. There's no substance there. I was, th I kept thinking throughout the, the whole movie, I was like, you know, did these, did the writers sit around and just come up with off the wall, stupid ass statements first? So and that was their framework. And then they were like, okay, let's come up with a story to, f to fit all this dumb shit in. Cause it's what it seemed like. Well, so here's, 
I guess you could say it a theory or my opinion on it. And I don't know any of these actors personally. I promise you, I don't hang out with those cool people. But uh, <laughs> um, I mean, if you do, let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my my <laughs> my opinion is, uh, hey, we're all high. We have tons of money. Let's make a movie. You know, <laughs> like that's pretty much how I felt this played out. I mean, if you look at the uh, like the the budget and stuff for it. It's like a hundred and hundred grand and some change. Yeah, hundred four thousand dollars, and it was yeah, in theaters for like, yeah, it was in theaters for like what two weeks, maybe a week, and it made just over that. It made like two hundred and sixty thousand yeah. dollars. So, yeah, I don't even, even know, man. It's crazy. Even in, even in twenty seventeen, Susan Sarandon is going to command more than a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be in a movie. I yes, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah, I was actually really fun. surprised to see her on the cast list because she is kind of uh, one of these and progressive she, Hollywood types, and she and she like, doesn't dark. have a bit part either. No, it's she doesn't. Like she has but one she, line of dialogue, you know, in the background, and it's just sort of like an Easter egg. No, she's a legit character in this movie, right? And she, you know, and she's this like poorish angel. Just right. not something that I would imagine her partaking in. But who's who's getting dick she did. Picks, you know? <laughs> like, who's it? Okay, that's that was funny too. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were some laughs in this movie, yeah. But yeah. once you poke it with a stick, it kind of all falls down. Well, that's the thing is the jokes when they stand on their own, like oh, we're yeah. doing right now, you know, talking about each individual joke. It's funny because it is off the wall and it's inappropriate. And it's just crass style of humor. But yeah, once you layer them on top of each other, you just get a shit sandwich and it's just terrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you add I... in the fact that, that jokes have to be placed within a framework of, of a movie, of a story in a, in a movie like this, that if that story is a shit sandwich, you're basically just putting, you know, rainbow sprinkles on a big pile of dog shit. You pick the rainbow sprinkles out, and you're like, "Hey, this rainbow sprinkle is really tasty, but it came out of shit." I would not eat those rainbow sprinkles, just for the record. Just, just yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> then, man, you haven't lived. But now, now that you guys are talking about it, the, if they made like cut this movie up and made it into a bunch of little shorts and like put it on YouTube, oh, I think dude, it would be, it'd be amazing. It'd be hilarious. Like Orpheus testing scenes where he goes and dresses like a you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah. the hottest chick ever. He's like, You're gonna wanna fuck the shit out of her. And then he <laughs> they listen to him run around his, yeah. his ship, and he comes out in a dress. It's so obviously on. him. Yeah, and they go right away, they go, Jasmine, 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 you know, the secret word because they didn't want to they didn't want that to go any yeah. further. And right. Like, I mean, that mm. is funny. That's that standalone is pretty funny. Yeah. But like you're saying, like you put link them all together with no cohesiveness. It's just, eh. Yeah. And another thing that bothered me is the characters didn't change at all. You know, I'm I'm big on character development, and I like oh, when sure. characters go on a journey, whether it's physical, metaphysical, spiritual, emotional, whatever you want to call it. You know, where they actually are challenged and they grow from the challenge, or they learn, or maybe they even, you know, go down an echelon in what their character is. Maybe they become a bad person by the end of the story. These guys stay the same, the exact same. No one changes in this movie. The The bad guys lose, the good guys win. 
and through no trial or tribulation that really challenges them it's more just like kind of the overarching theme of hell at this point is inconveniences you know <laughs> yeah they hinted at it a little bit slightly with the uh remy apologizing to uh augie <laughs> on the boat but as far as you're talking about with character development that was nothing absolutely nothing because nothing changed after that right but and even in the in the pivotal scene yeah. like where the you know they're figuring out how they get out of hell and he's like you had a breath in it this whole time he's like well i don't even want it now you know so like he really didn't change he was still being yeah the sarcastic rebel he's just yeah. like i don't even want it now you know <laughs> well yeah. that's the thing though is characters can't develop when they don't have any character yes. like, what was the defining character trait of anyone in this movie remy was a dick uh the devil wanted to bone an angel uh augie's fat kurt is there i guess and barb is a hoary angel she's slumming she's slumming I mean, man orpheus slumming. Is typical... <laughs> well, yeah, totally orpheus is your typical like douche bro there's just no that and that's it those are the defining characters i literally just described the main characters in this entire movie and all yeah. of their inner workings there's just nothing there <laughs> he wanted to bro out with with a yeah. that had five toilets what in it yeah. he's like, yeah, we, we i'm like uh i'll read so him back to him <laughs> yeah. uh, again another funny short snippet right yeah. right it landed pretty flat but when you yeah thing. but when you put it all that this is i think a, a perfect example of a movie where the sum of its parts are greater than the whole when yeah you pick it apart yeah, a good way there's lots it. of funny little bits but once you put it all together and make a narrative make a story out of it it there is no story it's the most cliched boring annoying tropey predictable blase bland frustratingly inept story i have can have possibly imagine you came you came close there i was about to interrupt you and say you've hit your adjective limit for the day sir but we're good <laughs> i am <laughs> i was counting <laughs> i was counting i know but, the rules <laughs> but yeah i feel like uh scott made a good point that you know if we we're all young tweens and we were having a sleepover and you know the parents were bed in bed already and we're like hey look at what, what movie we got you know that'd be perfect for that situation or something to have on in the background while everyone's getting high or something you know i don't know but like because yeah if you actually sit down to watch this as an enjoyable movie you're gonna be disappointed but if you're doing something you glance over and you catch a joke here and there you're like oh that's really funny you know so that's what you're gonna remember is like those few times you looked over and thought it was hilarious right. but right yeah. yeah, it's just talking about it now. I, you know, as we're going through our opinions, I keep thinking of funny snippets. Right. But yeah, I still don't exactly. like the movie at all. Yeah. No, dude, I hated this movie. And it, it got to the point to where since I wasn't really being um stimulated, you know, mentally anymore, because I was just waiting for the punchline, I, I got bored with it and I did a time check. I was like, oh man how much time is left on this thing because it's it needs to wrap up because i already knew you know we already knew what the ending was going to be it's so predictable so it was just boring after a while we should incorporate that we should all share how many times we checked be before the movie was over <laughs> oh jesus it'd be a good metric because yeah, yeah I, I did the same shit. I, I checked 
three times, three times, because I was just like, is this done yet? Like the end scene that Chris is talking about during the uh, during the credits, I I didn't I didn't know that existed because as soon as <laughs> as soon as the words came up for the end, I was like, stop, done, like, peace. I need yeah. to go find some arsenic because my life is no longer worth living. Yeah, no, there's well, well, it, it, admittedly, I I had to keep myself. I did I never checked. I don't I don't have a time check count. Uh, but I did have to stop myself from going off and doing other things while this movie was going. Yeah, you know it's a great movie when you have to actively pay attention because you know you're gonna have to talk about it later. That so I will, swell. Well, I will say this. Um, since we've been doing this show, this is the first time, and even including Dead Silence, this is the first time where I actually felt like I was working. Because <laughs> I had to I had to make myself watch this and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. That's See a good I mean? point. That's like, the first I time that's happened. I, exactly. That's I legitimately questioned doing this podcast. Yes, that's that is a good point. I hated this movie. As I'm sitting this, here, like, is is this worth it anymore? <laughs> this this movie has dethroned Dead Silent, uh, Dead Silence as, as Thank the you. creme de la creme of poo poo. Yes, fine. Mm, they're about yeah. even for me right now. Okay, I, it's it's taking the crown from for for me. Um, I, we're only at, what is this? What episode is this? Seven? I think yes. We're only seven seven episodes in, and so far we've gotten one really good movie, one decent movie, a couple of jokey movies, and some shitty movies. The really good movie I, is uh, New Nightmare, right? Uh, negative, negative, negative. Freddy in the sky, buddy. Freddy in the sky. Uh, I, 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 I am, I am sticking with it, obviously, because I, I mean, I like doing this, but I, I like this show. I like this show, doing this show, because it's subjecting me to more movies than than i would watch normally and right. i'm starting to actually enjoy them i know i've talked offline uh with james a, a little bit about how i'm oh actually both of you guys i'm not really a big fan of movies right um i watch them when there's something that i really enjoy coming out but i only go to the theater maybe twice a year uh, i only fire up netflix for tv shows generally uh, I just don't like to sit down and devote, you know, an hour and a half, two hours to to watching one thing. Right, but, right, right. I, I'm the same way, so I yeah. definitely can relate. I usually but, have something on while I'm doing something else. Yeah, doing the show though is is great, and it's it's awesome because I actually I was watching this and I was trying to like it. Right, I was trying to like it, um, trying to pull the stuff out of it that was entertaining, and. I don't know, man. Just <laughs> no. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just no. Yeah. It, it became work, like you said. It became work. Yeah. About thirty minutes into it, I was like, you know what? I could be doing something else right now that would be a lot more entertaining, a lot more fun, a lot more worth my time. Yeah. But, yeah. Like I'm sitting here thinking, like I should vacuum. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, man, I wonder how the roses are doing in the backyard. Like, I'm going to go check. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I can't. I can't. Let me watch this. Let me watch this. That's funny. Yeah. I, um, and I, you know, like I said, I'm not a fan of claymation. So there's a few claymation things that I enjoy. Um, I think my favorite one is, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Kubo and the Two Strings came out, I want to say last year, maybe the year before. And, 
that's a fantastic movie and it's like claymation slash paper mache kind of type deal you know i don't even is it the, I, I might be false little saying it's actually claymation yeah where he's like he okay. plays the um the japanese style guitar i feel so bad not knowing what the actual instrument's called we're on yeah, a, I, a podcast called culture lust and i can't name the instrument so i'm not very cultured how ironic <laughs> 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 um but yeah I now wanted to watch it. it might not even be claymation i got it on blu-ray if you want to borrow it's fantastic um, i do actually yeah it's really good i think it's more actual like paper animation you know they they construct various models with different paper and then they film it but same, yeah i don't know i've never been a fan of claymation yeah yeah exactly and it's just you know maybe they were trying to do a throwback maybe they're trying to save money maybe claymation's super cheap now I, who knows with all the cg stuff out there but uh yeah, I mean their budget was just over a hundred grand. So either like everybody talk- did this for free, or this is something they did like when they were all friends before they got big, and then they decided to <laughs> push it out there and produce it. Like we talked about last time, I think it was last time. Um, the what, how much money did you say the movie made? I'm trying to find it real fast. It was like two hundred and sixty. Okay. Yeah. So they made a profit. Mm-hmm. They made a profit, but yeah, you're right. I think. Uh, the the whole point that you made, like, you know, this is all a bunch of people that are high and they're just kind of hanging out and doing this for shits and giggles. Right. Uh, it seems like it really applies here. It has to apply here with any almost any one of these actors. I would assume would demand more than that as compensation just to show up. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. But who knows? Well, a lot of these guys, a lot of the the actors and and whatnot in this movie i think are kind of in the same like group the same like section of comedians and stuff like that so they all kind of know each other and and work out so this really feels to me like someone just thought hey i want to make this movie and got all their friends that happened to be you know b and c list celebrities with the exception of perhaps mila kunis and susan sarandon to join in are you saying Kenny fucking Powers is not an A-list celebrity? How dare you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Danny McBride is not A-list. So, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> I like him. Don't get me wrong. I, I, yeah. I enjoy everything he's been in uh, that I've seen. I think he's hilarious, but come on, bro. No, I, I, <laughs> I agree with you. I got gotcha. you. I, I feel you. Uh, so I'm looking at the, the directors, and one of them did Robot Chicken, which is a great show. Mm-hmm. Which explains why yes. Mila Kunis is in it. Uh, and and well, I was gonna, I was gonna say it explains the whole idea that this movie cut up in little pieces would be hilarious because Robot Chicken. That's exactly oh, what it does. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah, if Robot Chicken was any longer than like thirty sec, thirty second to two three minute spots, then yeah, it'd be boring as hell. Yeah, it would be boring as shit. Yeah, it is very much the the ADHD TV show. Right, and then Tom Janis, he did. He's uh, he was on sat- uh, writer for Saturday Night Live for a few years. Ninety five to ninety eight. Those are the funny yeah. years too. Yeah, yeah those are the good ones. Also has a connection to Saturday Night Live. Millions of people. Exactly. A lot, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people do, but uh, most specifically, I was thinking Bob Odenkirk. Oh, is he? I didn't know he was. Yeah, he has a well. strong connection to Saturday Night Live as well. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, 
man. See? So the, someone the, was just the like, friendship hey, theory. I want to make a movie and got all their friends in. Yeah, the friendship theory is, is strong. Very, Why not? Very strong. I mean, that's pretty much what happened with, uh, what is it called? Crap! I brain farted. Demon's a Gone movie? <laughs> uh, no, it was, it, was, it was much better. Uh, oh, man, don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I even own the movie on DVD. Wow. Um, you guys continue. I'm going to... I don't. Yeah. I really don't know what, what sure, much sure. more there is to continue on at this point. Um, <laughs> I mean, where I stand on it in terms of... You know, would I buy, rent, or burn? Um, definitely not buying it. I don't know if I would go out of my way to rent this. Um, I think the only proper way to burn this movie would be like in a bong to pay tribute to <laughs> those who created it. But um, I, like I said, I could see it being something that's on if you have like friends over and you're doing something or you know, distracted and you look up and catch a joke here and there. But I feel like for that to happen, you would have to own it or somebody else in your circle would have to own it. And I just don't see that happening. So I don't even know where I am on this movie. Is, do we have a purgatory option? Can we just send it away and forget about it? We Oh, that's a good one. We're going to add that. Buy, <laughs> buy rent, uh, banish, <laughs> yeah. or burn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, then if that's the case, it's banished for me. Um, yeah, I, I don't ever want to watch it again. If it's on, I'll tell whoever's watching it, hey, this movie sucks, and <laughs> that'll be that. Yeah, this movie sucks. Let's have a conversation and we'll glance over and laugh at a dick joke here and there. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, we can jump I, on Reddit for 20 minutes and laugh at some stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for free. Hmm, weird. I, I would set this thing on fire, take the ashes, and shoot them into the sun I... with a t-shirt launcher yeah with a t-shirt cannon <laughs> yeah with a, with a t-shirt cannon. cannon 3000 uh yeah no i no no just no just no which by the way the movie that i was thinking of was dr horrible sing-along blog yeah i never heard of it yeah that sounds like a chris movie what yeah nope we're not getting into it nope we can, <laughs> we can save it for later no nope. Oh. <laughs> nope but Scott, where you at? <laughs> Buy, rent, banish, or burn. <laughs> I, I would, I, I have to agree with Chris, man. This movie uh, definitely would burn it. I would burn it, and not even in a bong because it would probably kill somebody. Uh, <laughs> it just no, it was just no good. It was no good. I, I would appreciate it if they, like we were talking about, if they cut it into pieces and then right. publish it elsewhere. I think it would be amazing if they, you know, took this stuff and made it into a an episode of Robot Chicken. That was on some sort of a pay network where they can talk about those things. Definitely would watch it, and I would enjoy it. But no. yeah, now that you say it. that, I think it'd be hilarious if we had something similar to The Office, but in this hell setting where it's oh poorly God. managed and there's you know outdated oh equipment, God. and they're struggling to like stay afloat. <laughs> like okay. that'd be hilarious. That would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. I would I love it. that with their incompetent that. ass boss. That's just basically chasing pussy. Yeah, like that'd be funny. Not uh, not as a movie, but make it you know like ten minute long skits that pop up in between episodes of All right. Wash or something. Let's go. That's the that's the newest Seven Nerdly Sins YouTube episode or a YouTube show. 
There Somebody learn claymation quickly. We got to do this before the idea gets out. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so uh we ready to move on? You guys yes. ready to see what's coming next week? Oh, are, okay, okay. Well, it is all up and ready. And I think and? we're going to want to put the kids to bed for this one. So I have very little information on this movie because I think it was an independent movie or something. I have no clue, but there's so little on it. But according to Netflix, weary of urban life, four Londoners move to an isolated country cottage and test social conventions by living communally until an ex-lover shows up. It is the 2014 romantic drama Hide and Seek. Which what apparently a terrible was title also for a known film. as Amorous. Okay, that's it's, much better. It, it, it's either or. I don't. I don't know, man. These movies are weird. Amorous. It's called Amorous mm. on Netflix, but everything else refers to it as Hide and Seek. I think. Can you uh, go yeah. and let me know how to spell that so I can find it later? A M O R O U S. Yeah, okay. so when you type in hide and seek on IMDb, it's going to pull up the Robert De Niro film, but right below that is the one we're talking right, about. Right, right. So that right there, I think, is a great sign for this movie. So I'm assuming you read the Rotten Tomatoes synopsis? Oh, I haven't yet, no. Oh, because the, oh, the, the synopsis I found is different than the one you just gave me. This one is four fragile young people flee London to start an unconventional <laughs> utopia creating a world of fantasy that overwhelms them what yeah what the picture uh, is a bunch of people all laying in the same bed naked. it sounds like a soft core orgy film yep yes. so put the kids to bed and like on netflix <laughs> Okay. All of it's the cast. Gonna be, it's going to be an old school Skinamax kind of night. Dude, pe people who like this also liked dot 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 ellipsis, a movie called Bang Gang. All right. Bang Don't forget Gang. about Swung. <laughs> a combination of swing and hung. <laughs> this one is going to oh, get me some sideways looks. She's going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> wow. Oh, God, what are we doing? And why are it's we It's funny doing because this? only two of the cast members have pictures. The others don't yeah. want to be associated with this, so they didn't want their, their likeness you know shown. What? I don't want to be associated <laughs> with this. I mean, all, we'll their, see. all their faces are blurred out. They're like, no, <laughs> I didn't sign this. Can't. I mean, all right, listeners, hide and seek slash amorous. That's what we got coming down for next week. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it should be good. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. You guys got anything to, to conclude with? I don't. I don't. Just make sure, uh, make sure you guys stop by the uh, podcast comment notes because we have a link to our Discord as well as the other social media that James is about to pimp out to you. But come yes. by the Discord and chat with us, man. We'll, we'll definitely chat back. Absolutely. So you, you can check out more of this information at 7nearlysins.com. Follow us on Twitter with at 7nearlysins. Uh, of course, our Instagram, 7nearlysins. YouTube, The Daylight Gamer. We got two Twitch channels for you, Slain and, of course, The Daylight Gamer. And if you get time and you like what we're putting out, come support us. Come over to patreon.com 
slash seven nerdly sins. Leave us a comment, kick us a dime, and uh, hopefully we can start getting some better film and uh, bring you some, you know, some better material later on. Chris, you got anything to add? I think it's an absolute travesty. You guys have never heard of Doctor Horrible Single. Here we go. I, I knew he was. <laughs> it I knew it. Was I coming. knew it. Yeah. All right, listeners, we're gonna save you the torture of Chris's rant. We'll catch it after the show, but we're gonna save you guys from it. So catch us next week. Uh, this has been James, Scott, and Chris, Culture Less Crew. Thanks you very much for coming out and listening to us. You guys have a good night.